everyone and welcome to Race Time Radio all again tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks and on Rev TV Canada, of course, on our YouTube channel as well. You can check us out anytime, Race Time Radio TV, and we are live. So uh, we've got a good one lined up for you tonight, everybody. I'm Joe Chisholm Sr. That is Joe Chisholm Jr. right over there. What's going on tonight there, Jr.? Hey, we're all fired up. Oh, boy. Back to back, two weeks in a row in the studio. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> two, four, made it two. To, made it to work on time. Yes, you did. <laughs> Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. We've got a jam-packed lineup for you. We're going to think kick it all off here in just mere moments with that guy at its Speedway 660. And, of course, the new Super Late Model Series. We're going to welcome in Brett Roy here in just mere moments. We'll also catch up with uh, one of the ladies of the Oval. And this lady can get the job done in a pro late model. We've got Samantha Shaw going to join us tonight. She'll be running at Sunset Speedway and maybe some other events sprinkled in there. We'll check in with Sam tonight. We'll uh, see how the uh, how the plans are all coming together uh, for, I, I believe it's the 44, but the 83 uh, I'm confused. We'll catch up and we'll get the right number tonight. I know Dale Shaw's the 83, but I'm not sure if Sam runs the 83 when it's at sunset or the 44. We will find out for sure. We'll also make it off to Canada's West Coast. Of course, we've got the Western Rattler 300 to kick Canada's short track season off uh, in huge style. we got that coming up. And tonight we're going to talk about it. Uh, of course, Friday night, just announced a couple weeks ago, the West Car Late Models are going to be in on the Friday night running the Snakebite 125. Same street stock's going to run 100 laps that night. But the 125, the Snakebite 125, uh, Kendall Thomas is going to stop by the show tonight. He's going to be in that 125, hoping to be in that top three to qualify in for the Western Rattler 300 qualified kind of guy i'll tell you what that uh, machine of his is no slouch uh he will be definitely one to beat and we'll catch up with corbin or not corbin uh kendall thomas here tonight on the show we'll also catch up with that uh whiskey smoke number eight junior from out in alberta uh we got kelly admiral coming on the show tonight he is one of those super pro late models that's going to be making his way into the 300 and wanting to qualify Right up front, you can just about bet your boots on it. Is it the number eight or the number nine? He is the number eight. The number eight. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I can picture the car. Yeah, beautiful you know, car. Number number on the rear quarters. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely a uh, a beautiful car over from the Saskatoon market. Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, to seeing him out at the Western Rattler. He was there last year, correct? The, oh yeah. The Admiral Brothers were there. Yeah. Um, oh, Kelly was. Kelly was. Kelly was. Yeah. Gotcha. Ian was not. Uh, but it, I mean, they they've been traveling lots. You know, oh, yeah. the, the group of them. Um, they uh, they definitely bring a a, a a rocket ship to the racetrack each and every time, and mm. and uh, you know it'll be really interesting to see what they can do over at the uh, at the Rattler as well. Uh, Kendall Thomas, I love 
what they have done with the West Car versus you know oh, yeah. versus Pro Late model. Yep. I I know that they were you know kind of in a in a little bit of a jam year one because they didn't know how many Pro Late models they were going to get right? right right which is a straight rail full tube car. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, they didn't know how many West cars they were going to have. So they kind of pieced everything together. Um, and they pieced a really good rule book together. If, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, there was, a, there was a West car inside the top 10 at the finish last year. Oh, there year. was. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, there was. Top five. Top five. Uh, we had uh, Riley Siebert, of course, wanted. Full-blown pro-light model. Yep. Uh, uh, Trevor was the full 69 blown. car. Full-blown pro-light model. In third spot, the 42 car, Kyle Reed. Um, he's full-blown pro-late model. But the 12 car uh, was Matt Shirley. He was from Saskatoon. That is a pro-late model, super-late model. But then it was the 34 car uh, was in that uh, third spot. Uh, Mater. Mater, I believe, is in third. Or f- fifth, sorry. Fifth spot. Which I believe. Top five. Okay. There was a lot of uh, West car mixture in that top ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, when when you look at uh, you know the 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 technology differences, they are dramatically different. Oh, but yeah. that being yeah. said, you know you're going to see a very similar thing play out this summer mm-hmm. um, over at Sunset Speedway. You know, yep. it's um, there. There's a number of competitors that race limited late model. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, of, of course, uh, you know, basically abolished the uh, the limited late model class at right. Sunset. Right. Um, but they are allowing the limited late models to run with a built engine um, against the guys in pro late model. Um, and and by the sounds of it, there's going to be some really good competition come out of this. It's a real mix. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's going to be guys. There's going to be cars with more power. There's going to be cars mm-hmm. with more turning ability. There's going to be you know a, a healthy mixture. So it will be definitely interesting to see it play out here. And I'm looking forward to seeing how year number two goes for the Rattler out west. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. What do you say we get to guest number one? I've been waiting to get this guy on since I was texting with him on Tuesday. His name is Brent Roy, and he is Speedway 660 and the Super Late Model Series. Brand new out there on Canada's East Coast. There he is right there, Brent, up on the Zoom line. What's going on, bud? How you doing? Oh, not too bad, guys. Uh, just kind of missing the end of the the cup race there, the tail end, I guess, the last couple couple laps. But uh, <laughs> man, we've been uh, really busy here the last uh, month or so on the super late model side of things and on the Speedway 660 side of things. It's uh, had a lot more team members, uh, you know, kind of kind of in the fold, taking some weight off my shoulders, which is good. But we've been really busy hammer down. Well, since we had you on the show back, uh, what was right uh, in the brand new year when the Super Late Model Series was announced, uh, I believe you had foot to the floor since you and the whole group. Uh, how how things been shaking out? Let's start with the with the tour first or the uh, series. How are things looking there? Uh, looks like the numbers are all going way up. Yeah, for sure. It's been an absolutely phenomenal response. Everybody's excited. Everybody I talk to, I get people every other day. I said before that my phone's blowing up. And I'm still getting text messages and calls from people I don't have their phone number, and I'm like, "Who is this?" And <laughs> and they, you know, they tell me who they are, and they're excited, and they can't wait to be with us May 13th for the first event, um, and just really believe and and behind what we're what we're trying to do, um, you know, which is a, a series kind of by the racers for the racers to put on a show for the fans. So it, it's kind of encompassing. We support the races as best we can. 
mm-hmm. but we also are there to put a show on for the fans because if it's not for the fans and we don't get anything. So, um, there's a lot of people that are, uh, that, that believe in that and really excited for it. And, and we are too, for sure. Um, registrations continue to roll in. Um, we're knocking on the door of 24 at the moment mm-hmm. and that's 24 for all, you know, a commitment to all, uh, all the events of the series. Um, and then I have anywhere from four to eight who have expressed interest in, in particular events, you know, on top of those, you know, almost two dozen cars. So, um, we're uh, we're really really excited for it. Um, we even have you know people of the media, you know, reaching out to us wanting to <laughs> wanting to help us. So it's it's really cool. That's good. That's good. And there's there'll be a number of guys too, right, Brent? That uh, haven't shown their hand and won't show their hand. They're going to show up at the first race and go surprise. Here I am. Absolutely. Yeah. There's there's always. I was kind of one of those type of guys that just <laughs> like to show up on race race day and 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 you know you didn't know he was coming or whatever so you know there's going to be a handful of those guys that uh like you said hold their cards close to their chest and and whatnot you know from a promoter side of things you know you don't like that because you want to be able to fly the flag that they're coming and and get everybody excited but it's uh different people have different styles so that's okay too sure sure one for all all for one it's going to be uh it'll be a blast race number one six race series uh race number one is going to start where Right at our home at uh, Speedway 660. So uh, May 13th on Saturday night, we're going to be uh, at, at Speedway 660, 150 laps. Um, and one thing that we're releasing this coming week, um, it's not really in print just yet, but we're going to be uh, uh, using a, a, a qualifying system that's not time trials, but it's heat-based, but mm-hmm. also passing point system. So all too often we see guys draw, you know, let's say the number one, and then they, you know, they, they maintain the position. They win heat race number one. They start on the pole. They lead the first whatever laps. So, what we're going to do is we're going to have a system similar to what ACT does, where if you start fifth and you finish second, you get a plus three. Right. And then if you start third and finish sixth, that's a minus three. So it's not so good. Right. Um, so it's going to promote passing throughout the heat race and make those heat races even more exciting than what they are because somebody who starts sixth in the second heat has a potential to win the pole for the main event, which EIT race radios has uh, donated $150 to every event to, uh, to the pole sitter. So um, going to be a pretty exciting, uh, pretty exciting deal. And like I said, the, we're going to roll that out this week kind of in, in print, but uh, yeah, we're, we're excited for that. First time in Atlantic Canada, somebody's doing something along those lines. Yeah. Passing points are, is, is extremely exciting to watch. <laughs> I've seen, you know, plenty of, uh, you know, the, on the sprint car side, on the dirt side, uh, it seems like it's kind of, you know, kind of the norm over there um, to see the, uh, the, the passing point system. Um, and, and really we don't see it a whole lot on the asphalt side and, and uh, hats off to you guys for, uh, for, for taking the initiative to do that. Um, qualifying is important. It's exciting. You know, it can be. And that and, makes it more exciting. It makes it more exciting. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it allows them to get up on the wheel. It allows them to, to go get it. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely. It doesn't just hand somebody. There's nothing worse than seeing a, you know, a, a, a big special. You know, it's a big crown jewel. And, uh, you know, the guy draws, you know, the number one at the back gate, starts on the pole of his heat, drives away, 
starts on the pole of the feature yeah. and drives away. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, there's nothing worse than, than seeing that. Um, but uh, uh, you know, it's definitely exciting. Hats off to you guys for doing that. When when I heard the passing point thing, my my, my eyes perked up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, incredible yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that we saw in, in dirt a lot, and you know, I, I was chatting with some of the team, and I said, why why don't we do this on pavement? Yeah, it, it, like it makes sense. And I got a hit with a lot of, I don't know, I don't know, you know yeah. who's going to manage it. I, I, I don't know why why don't we do this? I said, well, why don't we do it? Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's going to be some racers, obviously, who are maybe not used to it or, or whatever, and it's just the clarity of the system and understanding how it works is a lot of time when uh, when confusion or frustration kind of sets in. So communication from us to them will be uh, will be the real priority, making sure everybody's on the same page. Um, and, you know, some people might not be a huge fan of it to begin with just because they might be the guy that draws that number one or two and then runs away with it. And they're used to that. Right. But now they got to get up on the wheel every single time. So it'll be uh, it'll be really exciting. Um, it'll make those heat races worth a little bit more than what they already were going to be worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also gives everybody a shot at that 150 bucks, too, because yeah. if otherwise you'd be only eligible for it if the first heat. Right. So right, right. Um, we're, we're super thankful for EIT Race Radios to be able to put that contingency award up. Um, we have a couple coming this week that uh, will be posted, but I'll share with you guys now. Um, Penske Racing Shocks has given us $150 to the winner, $75 to second place, $50 to third place, and $25 to 10th place mm. in, in U.S. funds at every single Super Late Model event. Nice. And Swift Springs has come on board to give the third place finisher a free spring at every single super late model event. And the champion of the series will receive four free Swift Springs for their vehicle as well. So um, we're working on a slew of other ones at the moment. Um, but those are just a few that I can share at the moment that uh, that we're really excited about. And we haven't even announced those. So you guys got the scoop on those. So uh, we're pretty excited. Well, that's the kind of thing you got to do, Brent, to, to build the series. Uh, that's the kind of thing, you know, those, uh, uh, especially when the rewards stretch back into the field a little bit. Uh, that's kind of a cool way to do it. I know when I had All-Star we really prided ourselves on doing that contingency awards. Uh, we had a five-star body award where a guy would win a full full body. Everybody runs the decal. We did it by draw. So it was all done fair, and uh, it yep. worked out really, really good. Uh, we had all kinds of awards. The Wix we filter one was the best. Wix filter. The, and and XI NGK. Batteries. NGK and, spark plugs. When you, when you registered another. for the series, you got a, you got all your filters, or not all of them, no. half the filters for the year. No, we had right. a case of oil filters. Yep. And uh, you got six air filters, yep. three of which were qualifying filters and three were race filters. Um, so there, we had such a package. It was really cool. Excite batteries came on and uh, we got two free gel batteries for every race team that was registered. And guys wow. would jump in and do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer. You got to do that stuff. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. you got to hit the pavement and, and well, it's hard to hit the pavement when all these companies are in California or North Carolina or whatever, but right. you got to give them a call. You got to kind of, you can't leave them alone either. You got to call them back and, you know, 
and, and talk to the right people and, and kind of say the right things. And, yep. you know, it's, uh, it, it's not easy, but the way I look at it is I'm going to work really, really hard for my race teams that are supporting our series because they're working really, really hard to support our series. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the more that I can give back to them, um, we did the same thing. Well, not the same thing, but a very similar thing to the 250 last year on Speed Weekend where we gave away two sets of tires we gave away over $1,000 worth of gas cards, mm-hmm. and they were all just random draws to, to competitors that were there, Yeah, right? Yep. So you didn't have to win the race to get it because you're winning a chunk of change to win the race anyways, but you're, you know, you're there, you might finish 12th, but next thing you know, you got a $500 gift card that's going to get you there and back and, and then some for, for fuel, right? So, Absolutely. Um, it's uh, trying to support those teams that support you is, is a huge thing. And I'm, I'm trying to do the best that I can to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. I think it's uh, I think it's paying off for sure with, you know, with the registrations from the series for sure. If you're just tuned in to Race Time Radio, welcome aboard. We're with Brent Roy right now. He is Speedway 660 out there just outside Fredericton, New Brunswick. Also with the Super Late Model Series that was announced earlier this year. Brent, let's talk about Speedway 660, shall we? I know things are percolating there, too. you got to switch hats all the time, but uh, things are really yeah. coming together at Speedway 660. Yeah, we, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm wearing the same hat that I wore last time because I've, I've, I have too many hats, so I've just decided to wear this one hat, and i got to clean it. But uh, <laughs> we were down in Hickory, and they made me work on the car when we were down there here last week. But um, I purposely wear a hat that doesn't have anything on it so that I can um, – kind of like a Richard Petty deal. You don't have to, you cover all the bases. Yeah. But um, on the Speedway 660 side of things, everything's looking really, really good. Um, Probably the biggest thing that we haven't announced just yet, but uh, we're going to here in the, in the near future. And and now I guess is that our pro stock 250 or pro late model 250 at the end of the year is, is now going to be $15,000 to win. Wow. The last couple of years have been 10. So, um, we're in that category of kind of the, the uh, I think, a handful of races. Yeah. You guys posted, I think, six races across Canada yes. that were 10,000 10, or more to win. Yep. Um, so we're 15,000 to win. I think the IWK is the same thing. And, um, you know, bringing us to that, that prestigious level, it used to be 15,000. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we did once upon a time was we took five away from the top and distributed back through the field a little bit more. Right. So now what we're going to do is, we're going to leave that back through the field mm-hmm. and then we're going to addition, put the additional back on the top to make it 15,000 to win. So, um, like I mentioned, I was down at Hickory, North Carolina for the pass race there. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before. Yep. And, um, was telling a lot of people that, and you know, their eyes just light up and they get really excited. So we should see uh, a really strong contingent of, uh, USA drivers back. And we're looking to, uh, to also expand, um, and get a few Ontario, you know, drivers to come up too. So well, that's going to do it. I can tell you that right now. Uh, yeah. You started well, we out so. 15000 to win. Uh, $15,000. Everybody's going to take note. I know Trevor with the 20000 to win the Western Rattler 300. Uh, it's amazing. What you guys are yeah. truly doing at these short tracks, uh, this is cutting-edge stuff. And uh, it, it makes it like, Brent, you know, what, what did you guys run for when you were down at Hickory? You weren't down there for the money. I can guarantee you that. It wasn't that big of money. No, no. I think it was, uh, I want to say like 3000 to win. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah. It really wasn't a whole lot, which actually made me feel really good about our super late model series purse because our super late model pays four thousand to win every race. Mm-hmm. So you know we're right in line with that too for a hundred fifty lapper. So I, I was you know kind of happy with that. But for these you know crown jewel events, you know fifteen thousand to win a two hundred fifty lap race. It's only six tires, you know, so it's not a huge bill. Right. Obviously, the guys from Ontario got to drive down here, but you know, you win fifteen grand, you can drive wherever you want after that. And and on top of that, we're going to offer a contingency award. If we get two or more teams from Ontario, Mm -hmm. um, we'll have – last year, we did provincial stickers on the rear spoilers of every car. Okay. So we're hoping to have a few uh, from Ontario. And like I mentioned, I'm going to start reaching out again to some some teams and and not not leaving them alone and and whatnot but uh we'll have a 750 dollars bonus to the top finishing ontario team regardless of where they finish wow um if if we have two or more Mm -hmm. and if we have three it'll be a thousand awesome awesome wake up ontario cars calling all ontario cars you want to be at the 23rd annual uh pro stock 250 out there at uh, Speedway 660, this is coming right off the hook. Rule-wise, what do you look at, Brent, when it, when the teams look for rules? What do they got to stack up against? Uh, is there a common set of rules? Because you get them from everywhere. I've seen Johnny Clark at your events, and, uh, yep. you know, Ben Rowe will slide up, and you'll, you get everybody mm-hmm. there. How do you amalgamate yep. all the rules? Yep. Um, well, we, we run a pretty open rules package that still maintains fairness. So um, one of the biggest things that, you know, the biggest equalizer is obviously weight. Um, but the, the biggest the biggest thing that um, will make somebody run away sooner than anything is if they have to change a bunch of stuff or if like the engine setback is different or you right. know, major stuff like that. It's not any different. The tread width is the same. The engine setback, whether it's a GM or a Ford, is you know two or four inches respectively. It's that's all the same. Quick change. It's a spool, um, ABC body or Gen Six. It doesn't matter. It's a ten inch tire, ten inch wheel. There, you know, all those rules are basically the same um, as APC as. Um, for the most part passed with some, with some minor exceptions. Those guys are pretty, uh, pretty open. Um, but you know, you, you can pretty much put the car in the box, get to the racetrack, bolt our tires on, go race and, and be pretty freaking competitive, um, with all the guys here too. Right. Right. Yeah, so the only, the only difference like really between the APC guys and, and your rule book, uh, typically is is really the shock package and and the the transmissions right like you, uh, you guys are allowed uh, like a a high tower Roltec or or a, a Jericho where where these guys have like a, a Raptor but if the guy is looking at traveling all that distance anyways he has a Roltec or a high tower or yeah. one of those transmissions sitting in the box anyways yeah because he had one to run the the canadian nationals right he had one to run speed right. week or or he had one to run uh, the derby week or whatever right so it's it's a, a very or he seamless... probably knows somebody that does exactly right. yeah 100 percent. Right. and yeah. and well, uh and really it's you don't necessarily need those things you do if you're a winning operation right if you if you if you're a winning deal you need those things and uh uh you know but they they it's not the end of the world by any stretch. Changing transmissions in four shocks is no. not a piece of cake. Exactly. It's a, it's no. a very similar deal. Brent, when and, you... And to my knowledge, the APC run a Bilstein shock, and that's a rebound adjustable shock anyway, is it not? Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's not a two-way yeah. adjustable, right? Right. So like a, so we yeah. ran Single on our adjustable. car personally. I ran yeah. 
single adjustable Penske's on it yeah. and it did the trick no problem exactly. and I never had one of the fancy dancy transmissions I just tried to anticipate it best that I could and won a couple track championships so exactly. those things certainly help but you absolutely don't need them for sure so yeah. we're talking the 23rd annual 250 weekend it comes up September Labor Day weekend right so ideally yeah. teams that are looking at coming in when do you want them there when should they be there when do they have to be there well, what's, what's really cool about that weekend is it's we, on site. We have basically enough area to house what I call a, a small city of a, of a campground. Um, we get anywhere from 400 to 600 campers on site. And uh, those guys start rolling in Tuesday. Tuesday. So Sounds like yeah, autumn but, colors, right? They roll in like Monday, Tuesday, exactly. racing on and, the weekend. I don't mean like roll in Tuesday, drop the trailer off, come back for the weekend. They're there from Tuesday on tailgate and having a time. Some of them come help us like paint the track or do whatever. Yeah. It's a, it's a ton of fun. So um, Friday night, we have a street stock 100 lap race, a uh, thousand bucks to win that. That's always a huge event. Um we usually have a live band either Friday or Saturday night. That's kind of up in the air at the moment. It's mm-hmm. typically Friday night. Um, but Friday night, we also have a one-hour happy hour for the uh, for the pro stocks that night as well. It's the only time of the weekend that you can get some nighttime running in on a track that just had some action on it. So we did that a couple years ago. Um, and we had, I think, 15 teams show up that night. I, I was really surprised with how many wanted to uh, kind of shake the car down and stuff. So right. was, that's been really popular. We're going to continue that. Saturday, you get three or four rounds of practice um, through the day. So that'll be similar to like your, your heat racing and stuff. Right. Um, and then pack it up and watch the Sportsman race. It's Sportsman 150 on Saturday night. And then uh, and then Sunday morning is is a couple rounds of practice for on, you know, on your race tire. Yeah. Not. So I would always recommend getting there, you know, Thursday, Friday. You don't necessarily have to be there Friday. Right. Um, sat- Saturday would be ideal. But, you know, Friday could be the travel day and then Saturday you go to the racetrack and Monday's a holiday to put her back home. So it's it's really good all around. Um, and then, you know, the obvious question is, what do you do if it rains? Well, that Monday is there right. just in case. And we've had to do it once in the 22 previous years. Right. Hopefully we don't have to this year, but it, it's there as a holiday. Everybody's, you know, there anyways. So it's built in. I yeah. love that question. Incredible. I love that question. What do you do when it rains? Do you get wet? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Everybody, it can happen. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, they're, they're going to be coming loaded for beer, and I know the fans will too. I've, uh, I've witnessed the 250 weekend, uh, watched it on uh, pay-per-view, incredible to say the least man oh man i'll tell you i'd love to be right at that start finish line for that weekend it would uh, be right off the hook but uh brent we thoroughly enjoyed this thanks so much for the scoops here tonight we gave there's, lots there's of people one more oh there's we got one, one more, more? I, I can't oh. leave out the maritime league of legends tour because we have the legends tour coming in saturday and sunday perfect so so it's a double header event um, and I think last year was like $400 to win. So we're, we're boosting that up to $750 to win each race for the Legends Tour guys. Um, and if somebody can win both of them, it's going to be another $750 bonus for the for the pair of those races for that winner. So oh, um, man. if there's somebody in Ontario that has a Legend car, they can put it in the back. And what's always really nice about those guys is, is they usually help out the pro late model teams or the pro stock teams as well. Right. You know, during the 250, we see a lot of that. Um, so we're, we're looking to, uh, obviously expand, you know, every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. We got the, uh, the hot rod series as well on Sunday. And we had a few, we have a few people from Ontario coming for that one too. So, yep. um, you know, we're looking to just expand it as much as we possibly can. Cause what's, 
what you don't realize until you're there is just the atmosphere mm-hmm. that that is surrounds that entire place and and the ele- you know you go to an event i always like i try to go to as many events as i can right. to see what other people do really well so that i can maybe do them mm-hmm. and you sometimes go to an event that looks really good on paper and then you get there and it feels mechanical yes you don't feel it and I'm a little biased, but I've been told by many, many people that, especially last year, that the excitement and the electricity that was in the air all weekend was just something they've never felt before. Yeah. So we're super excited to keep it going this year, you know, and we're hoping that, you know, 15,000 win is going to really increase that even more. Um, and, you know, the teams are, I've had teams already saying, where do I register? How yeah. do I register? They're wanting to register already. So yeah. Yeah. we hope to have that up here in the next week or two. We've been having some, you know, some website issues, but, uh, that should be live here shortly too. Incredible to say the least. And how you get that feeling that fans feel, the competitors feel is through the test of time and through, uh, doing exactly what you guys are doing, and that's putting the old nose to the grindstone and putting the best deal forward and doing that repetitively. Brent Roy, you guys are doing it again this year, and I'll tell you what, this goes from regional racing, provincial racing, maritime racing, to now Canadian, and it goes right coast to coast, and uh, good on you for moving the ball down the field. Uh, I know we look forward to getting you back on a number of times in between now and then, but uh, we'll we'll get you on before the first green flag goes in the air for Speedway 660. I know we look forward to it, bud. Awesome. Appreciate it. Look forward to any time we can, uh, we can help you guys out. You guys help us out and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll uh, until then speed safely. You want to believe it. That is Brent Roy right there. Speedway 660. You got to check it out. Man, have we got some stuff to look forward to at that Speedway throughout the course of the year. Quick break on Race Time Radio. When we come back, Samantha Shaw is going to join us. We'll talk to her about her pro late model season that she's got coming down the line. Stay with us. Hey, it's Robbie Gordon from Speed Energy and Stadium Super Trucks here in Canada, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snakebite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event. 
with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flight-to-flight coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner. This is my house, not coming here to push me around, and this is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Penticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the highway, channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. Or 80s and 90s prime country on Channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. A Canadian that made an indelible mark across the world, Alex Trebek is best known as the host of Jeopardy, a show he hosted over 6,300 times since his debut in 1984. Alex won five Emmy Awards over that stretch and is still perhaps the most popular game show host of all time. His work with charities such as World Vision was tireless, and his foundation continues to benefit children across the globe. Alex Trebek, 2006 inductee on Canada's Walk of Fame. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And hello to everybody out in Rev TV, Canada Land. Sure appreciate you coming along here tonight. Um, I... Okay, we better get right back to the Zoom liner. You got something? You well, I got something that I want to say. I wanted to say it when we were talking to Brent, and I caught a bunch of flack for saying this on social media. I'm going to say this is about a year and a half ago. Okay, but he seems like a guy that's you know excited to make qualifying exciting. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So the passing points, awesome deal, right? Mm-hmm. And you could do that week in and week out. I would love to see a special event somewhere adopt what the isoc series does for one event the isoc series think back you got me scratching my think head back now. what the dominator the dominator okay the dominator where one now, passes the other yeah, to get in king of the hill right king of the hill style qualifying yeah. yeah yeah but quick and easy on a quarter mile you got to think about it those guys were doing it on a you know one and a half mile snow cross track yeah it yeah. takes a long time to run the dominator oh yeah there's only 15 sleds exactly now yeah. you're talking about it on on a quarter mile to a half mile short track right 
you're banging them out in 15 seconds, right? They're 15 to 18 seconds. And the next two can be rolling on the track. And it's an elimination style yeah, for, for setting the field. Yeah, but the guy that ran all the laps, now he's got 30 laps on his tires, and the guy that rolled out last is only going lap. 100%. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be the last guy out. Thank you. you really? Sure. sure. On, on a tire like an American racer? Well, I don't know you, about that. On a tire like an American racer, you only want one lap to start the race? I'll take 30 all day. <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> Give me 30 all day. Uh, well, listen, let's get to if the you get, Zoom If I run. get the poll. We, we'll bring in a lady that knows. Uh, she has got a pro light bottle of her own. Her name is Samantha Shaw. He, she joins us now on the Zoom line. Hi, Sam. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. Well, what did you think of Junior's qualifying idea there? <laughs> Give me... About five laps. Give you Usually about lap five. Four, they come in pretty good. <laughs> but you don't want to do that uh, five times, though, right? You only want to do that once. Yeah, just one, just once. Just, but just I'm once. still kind of learning how to tire manage, so the least amount of laps is better for me. <laughs> the, the less, the better. Well, that that yeah. goes with any of those guys or any of those cars. Hey, uh, I've seen you down at Motorama. Things are uh, coming together for the season. Looks like you're all pretty well set to go. Yeah, uh, everything's been uh, coming together pretty well. Uh, we're working on car should be ready pretty soon. We actually got a lot done on it the last couple of days. So, and then uh, yeah, Sunset's doing so many good things this year. I'm so excited to head back. I I love that place, and I'm so happy that they're really making a push to make you know special events uh, really active on social media all all that good stuff well the place to be in 2023 <laughs> according to brian and sandra uh had yeah. a great discussion with them at the sunset booth that motorama had a lot of fun with them but they are at, at very very genuine and uh the excitement level uh they've been definitely pushing the buttons to make everything go and I, I believe that's all going to pay off in dividends this year at Sunset Speedway. This will be your first time, I do believe, being a NASCAR driver, too, I would imagine, right? So I, I did the NASCAR stuff with the mini stock for a couple of years. Um, but I only did, like, maybe one, two seasons full time, I think. Right. Um, I think it was 2019. No, I'm trying to remember last time we had NASCAR because it went away right after COVID, but I think 2019 yeah. was the last NASCAR year for me. Um, that was the year, you know, I won five of 12. I never finished outside the top three. I ended up 15th in like all of North America for division three, which was pretty cool. I'd say. Um, yeah. <laughs> this year will be my first time in division one, which is, you know, there's, uh, I think there's a bit of money on the rookie aspect to there, but I know I'm not the only rookie for Division One at Sunset, so it's going to be a bit of a fight. Oh, but Sam, if you can qualify and stay up in the points uh, for the NASCAR <laughs> Weekly stuff, I'm telling you what, you're going to be one happy lady grabbing all of the whole Shaw family and heading to Charlotte <laughs> to pick up the hardware. Uh, it, it's truly something unique. Will you have, I, I believe the magic number is 18 races. Do you get 18 races in a pro late four? Division one at sunset. So they it used to be eighteen. They've backed it off down to fourteen now. So we do have fourteen events. Um, I think it's nine nights total. Um, there are a few nights where we run twin races, uh, and then there's obviously 
the Junior Hanley Classic, which is 72 laps, uh, the Steve Slaughter Classic, which is 75, and then Velocity is 100. And there's a 50-lapper in there somewhere, too. So when you guys run the the double points, if you will, or the double features, Mm -hmm. it's double points, too, right? Yeah, each race is treated as an individual event, so... That's too cool. Now, up on the screen, everybody can see your car, but it's got an 83 on it, and I thought it was 44. Is that Dale's car? Is that your car? Will you run the 44, and then Dale runs the 83? <laughs> okay, so it's uh, – here, I'll match Junior here. I'll show you. Okay. This one. Okay. There, <laughs> there she is. The so this was my rookie year. Uh, I – in my first season, I ran Steve Laking's car. Um, so he gave me a shot uh, for my first couple races. We were supposed to have six, but half of them rained out. So I only did three. But that was year one. And then last year, I that one out for this one. <laughs> last year, I ran this one. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. So this one, uh, a lot of people will have seen it running APC with Dale. Um, what we were doing was just tra- uh, changing some lead springs seat back and forth from him to me uh but it was the same car we ran week to week um so this is the car i'll be in this year uh we're doing the same kind of idea uh switching it back and forth from him to me and see how that goes no, it went well last year so it'll go well uh did you what what was your best finish last year um i did end up with a top five um i well i got a poll uh, second last night, which was really cool. Uh, and then I had a brake issue, so I didn't actually get to start the feature. Sucked. Um, and then championship night last year, I was trying to pass, actually, Dwayne Baker for second. Mm. And we had another mechanical failure. Oh, man. So, you know, I proved I have the pace. I have it. You know, it's there. I just... <laughs> We put it all together. So we're hoping for kind of start off this year where we finished last year. And that's going to be somewhat of a bitter pill too, right, Sam? Like when you come out of mini stock, you were so, so fast in that car. Uh, A threat to win at any racetrack you rolled into. And you did win a ton of feature events with your mini stock. Now you make the jump from mini stock up into a pro light. That's a big step. Make no make no mistake. That's a big step. Yep. Uh, yep. But what's it feel like when you're used to going out there? If you don't win, you're in the top three, and then <laughs> you get into something that's a brand new ball game. Uh, it, yeah. You gotta take the emotions and put them in check, and say, "Okay, look, I can't be hard on myself. Otherwise, I'm never going to get the results." It, it it's one where you know, first few weeks of last season, I you know, I finally passed a car. And I was beyond thrilled that I, I was probably more excited about that than my last win in a mini. Like, it was just, you reset. You know, I know I'm a rookie. It's the toughest division by far in the province. So, like, I am very realistic with my expectations. As long as I get better each time I'm out, that's all I'm asking of myself. So... Sam, when you <laughs> when you run, you ran mini socks for a long period of time, too. And we've heard yeah. this... Uh, from a number of competitors, whether they, they stayed in super stock for a long time or they stayed in, in, in four-cylinder for a long time or, or maybe they drove midgets. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it seems like when you stay in a one division for a long period of time, you create habits behind the wheel that fit that division. 
how hard is it when you get into a late model to to cut the habits that you had in and and I'm not saying that they're bad habits they're good habits when you're behind the wheel of the four cylinder but maybe the, <laughs> they don't translate into the late model side of things or or vice versa right uh, you know you look at at people who uh, jump into everything with wheels on it. And they don't have habits in any of it, right? They just they just right. strap the helmet yeah. on and go, um, and and it's all in the feel, right? But then there's other times where you spend a lot of time with one specific style of car, and then try to transition out of, and that would be harder in my brain, right? Than than doing the other They're way moving. where you're in everything. I mean, the biggest thing I found, it's kind of funny, and I can only speak to Sunset because I've only run the late model there. I haven't traveled quite yet, but the line and the acceleration points are the same car to car. You do the same, very similar things. Um, We've always kind of said the mini relates better to a late model than a super stock wheel to a late model. Power, not the same. That's my biggest hurdle is suddenly I have way more power than I'm used to. Um I don't forget while I'm in there because <laughs> it's very obvious in a late model how much you have under you. Um, but it is, you know, I hop back in the mini now and then and it feels like I'm treading water. <laughs> where's the rest of it? Yeah. But I, I haven't found the con- the, tra- the transition too, too bad. But I have, you know, Dale's on the radio coaching me through and helping me. And obviously with Jake and my dad, like we're all, they're all there to keep me, keep me moving forward and improving. So. And your grandmother's butter tarts. Wow, are you a lucky girl. Anyway, I digress. I got to get to the track more often this year, and I got to pick the ones that Helen's at. So uh, uh, speaking of crew, who have you got assembled this year? Uh, You mentioned uh, you've got Dale. How can you lose having Dale Shaw with you? Uh, Jason, Jeff, like who who all you got? Uh, Randy, everybody? Yep. So uh, we actually, my crew is basically just what I said. Like I have Dale, uh, who's generally my spotter. Um, then Jason and my dad, and actually my younger brother is around a lot now. He has actually taken the Mustang on. So he runs it most nights now, um, which has been, we're having fun just watching him figure it out. <laughs> um, sometimes we have Eric Dallariva who runs one of the Shaw Motorsports APC cars. Right. And he was he was one of our my spiral racing teammates as well. So he comes out plus um Dale's wife Katrina, mm-hmm. who is my best friend, and Dale's little girl Peyton, our little fiery three year old. <laughs> Typical Shaw. Um, <laughs> and then uh yeah, and grandma and grandpa don't miss a race. They you know them, they never do. Um yeah. Uh that's that's kind of my my big crew now. It's just family. <laughs> any any chance that we see uh, maybe Steve Laking pop into the picture every now and then? Does Steve get out to the races much, or must drive him crazy to get to the track and not be in a car? Um, I know he ran Flamborough actually quite a bit last year. Um, so like, unfortunately, with the way schedules work, when uh, Sunset has their Pro Late models, Flamborough has theirs because any other night has ABC. So I, I know he was there, um, and I'm so busy I don't get to see him quite enough. But, you know, hopefully he'll come up for the, the Hanley Classic. You know, he's kind of one of the few left with a Hanley car, so that'd be pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, it anyone who wants to come help us, we're always happy to have more family around. It's fun. 
Now, you'll be at Sunset Speedway. We know that. Uh, do you plan on traveling around at all to get to any other races? Is there any of the ones that sort of go, hmm, yeah, I'm going to do that one of these days. Will that happen this year? Um, so I have, like I said, my brother and I, my brother's in the Mustang. Um, so some, Sobel announced a 1,000 to win mini stock race that I've been eyeing. Is I would love to actually win one there. I get close, but <laughs> um, I was gonna. I we've been looking at some regular nights at Delaware Flamborough Sobble, just trying to see, you know, to try my try my skill at a new track, but not on an APC level. Right, right. One, one day, <laughs> I'm not though. quite there yet. One day, though, right? You're gonna get into yeah. APC, correct? Isn't that the goal? It is the goal. Like I, I want to run against the best. It's I just want to make sure that my skill is where it needs to be to be competitive in that series first because it is the talent there is phenomenal. So as soon as I'm a little more comfortable, um, I hope to get out to a couple other tracks this year. Uh, we'll just see what happens with <laughs> timing and weather and all that. You never know. So. Well, I know it's in your DNA, young lady, to be out there in a late model, and it doesn't matter what racetrack. Uh, if anything, the confidence level needs to uh, be where it's got to be, and uh, you, you'll do just amazing. I want to ask you, too, about Ladies of the Oval. Uh, you've been involved with Ladies of the Oval for quite a few years now. Did you make the calendar this year? <laughs> so I'm actually I don't get a month anymore since I'm one of the two that uh, organizes it. So ah. There's a little there's a little blurb at the front uh, that kind of explains where Randy and I come from. It's the creators. Um, but yeah, our calendar this year was super super successful, best like by far. Uh, so we were actually able to sponsor three women this year, not just one. Cool. So, yeah, it grew tons this year. We're super excited. Um, hopefully this the momentum keeps up and it keeps growing because it's been, like I said, just a phenomenal year for us. So Well, if and if you're the viewer, the, uh, the, the listener, if you will, you've never heard of Ladies of the Oval. Sam, tell us about it. Tell us about the program. I know about it, but let's tell everybody about it and how they can check it out. Okay, so Ladies of the Oval is basically a social media platform to raise awareness of the talent that actually is around in uh, female oval track racers across Canada. Um, so one thing we do is we make a calendar every year. Um, you go to our Facebook page, uh, Ladies of the Oval. It, uh, we post for entries around sometime in September, the top 12 photos most likes go in the calendar that calendar is then sold the proceeds from that calendar then go into that sponsorship fund that i talked about so uh we I've, it's always been our dream to pick more than one we were able to pick three this year we would love to keep that growing pick more maybe have more um get into some higher divisions even um but yeah that's uh ladies of the oval is how you find us on facebook and Instagram. Those are our two social medias. 
That's too cool. Uh, I know I've got one of the calendars. We got the sticker. I had it up in the other studio. Uh, <laughs> consequently, got rid of that studio, sold the house, and moved here. So I got to get some more stickers. But, uh, yeah, a firm believer in that program. Always love it. And uh, now, social media. For fans that want to follow you along, uh, your first race will come up in May. I would take it at Sunset Speedway, yep. May 13th yep. is opening night. May 6th. May 6th. There you go. And that's going to be your first night. But fans that may want to follow you along, how are they going to do that? Uh, so I am on Facebook, uh, Samantha Shaw. I don't really have a racing page. I just kind of post it all to my personal page. There's a lot of stuff to keep track of. <laughs> um, then there's my Instagram is 81Shaw. And my Twitter is the same handle, 81Shaw. So. So when do you win the first race? When do you have the first <laughs> race circled? When are you saying, okay, that's enough. I've uh, The rookie stripes come off. I'm going to go full tilt this year. I'm going to win by... Well, the rookie stripes are already off. I know. True. Okay. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I said. Yeah, yeah, rookie yeah, stripes okay. are okay. off. Yeah, when yeah, when are you going to win? Um, I, I would love to say soon. <laughs> well, hopefully by the hopefully by the end of June. Sounds like a long time, but I think I only have like three races now, by that date. So. Did you have to spend much time in the shop with Dale and Jay and, uh, you know, everybody putting the car together this year? Did you let those guys do that? Or yeah, I, I can't imagine you just standing back saying, yeah, yeah, you guys put it together and I'll just arrive and drive. <laughs> um, to a point, I do let them handle it just because I'm in nursing school um, as well as working. So I am really busy. Uh, but I pop in when I can to help out. Like I was there uh, a bunch today and yesterday. Um, but yeah, for the most part, we try to do everything as a family and get the car done. But they understand that my schedule is a bit crazy. So if I'm not around, it's it's, it's not, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not because you didn't want to be around. It's, it's uh, just, yeah. just a lack of time. Well, I know yeah. all of us can't wait to see you behind the wheel at Sunset Speedway. This is going to be uh, one of those seasons, Samantha Shaw, that uh, I got a feeling you're going to be up near the top, if not flirting around in that top three. And I predict you're going to get that first win by July. And when you do, you got to promise me you're coming back on the show. Of course. I, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a great time. You bet. Samantha Shaw, thanks so much for the time. You go get that car ready. May 6th is not that far away. No, it's not. I uh, hopefully see you guys uh, at the track this summer. You great. Guaranteed you will. And just because you don't get a month in the calendar doesn't mean you can't have the cover. Right? You, you, don't, have, you, you don't have a month. You can just have the cover of it. Yeah. Like I said, we have a little blurb. It's in there. Just if people want to read about you know where we came from and why. Um, but we really want to showcase others. Um, Randy and I have both been racing for probably way longer than we care to admit. So we want to get other names out there, not just ours. So oh, well. You guys do a phenomenal job. Thanks, Sam, for Thank the you. time tonight. Yeah, thanks, guys. That is Samantha Shaw. Oh, uh, awesome watching her. I uh, love watching her in a four-cylinder. Uh, to see her in a late-model junior is 
Too cool for school. She's got the right DNA. Uh, this is going to be cool. She's going to get a win this year, and the guy's got to watch out. She's the real deal. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's uh, it's funny. You say racing's in their DNA. It's it's not just in their DNA. It's like every other line in the DNA, right? <laughs> it's like it, racing and, and Shaw's, uh, you know, in Ontario. Um, the, the sport wouldn't be the same. You know, there's, there's a handful of, of you know, pillars in Ontario mm-hmm. of, of families that have been so supportive of motorsports and the Shaw's, uh, you know, are, are one of those pillars. Yes. And you know, the, the list is not very long on the pillar side of things of, you know, families that go back generations and generations, um, and, uh, you know, just never wavering on the, on the support of motorsports side, um, but also never wavering on the competition side. No. Um, uh, <laughs> they put absolutely everything into their programs. Exactly. It doesn't matter whether it is a four-cylinder or whether they're putting an enduro car together or whether it's you know running the most competitive pro-late model you got in the country. They put absolutely everything into it, and they do it as a family. They really do. Uh, Jason Shaw has been a, a good friend of mine forever. Same as Randy, same as Jeff. I think back when Jeff was driving a Canadian Vintage Modified and, uh, of course, Ron and Don, or, you know, yeah. the, the dads, just incredible people. And uh, the whole family, the whole family is just, uh, they're the kind of people that you want to see at the racetrack. They're the, anybody that's been a short track fan in Ontario knows at least one or if not all of the shows. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, the- it's tough to bring a good-looking race car to the racetrack at the beginning of the year, let alone bringing a good-looking race car to the racetrack every single race. Oh, yeah. You know, they they take a lot of pride in, in the equipment that they bring to the racetrack. They take a lot of pride in the performance. They take a lot of pride in, in you know, in being ambassadors in the sport. Um, you know, just, just like Sam being involved in, in Ladies of the Oval, I remember Jason Shaw and his team giving away bicycles with his his yep. Mustang team, right? Yep. Uh, uh, when it was sponsored by uh, Dell Metals and, and, and Spira and, and all those, those companies. Um, you know, you look at NTN being involved in Sam and Dale Shaw's program, and um, there, there's reasons for that. And yep. it's because yeah, yeah. they uh, they go over and above. They they bring, you know, a lot of professionalism to the racetrack. Uh, they bring a lot of excitement. Uh, they're one of those people that, that when they're not at the racetrack, they're talking positively about the racetrack. Oh, and, they're in the and, shop constantly. Exactly. They're ambassadors, and, uh, uh, you know, you can't say enough about them. And, and uh, just a, a great group, and, and uh, you know, <laughs> you think back to all the good memories, uh, you know, whether it be All-Star or whether it be uh, late model invitationals at Sauble or, yep. or Cayuga or, you know, uh, just – it's just incredible to uh, to think back and and you know how many races I've watched a Shaw do. Uh, it would be in it'd be in the thousands. Yes, yeah, know? it would be. And you know, Jason, he would have his iconic red and white uh, or his green and white Ford. Always had a Ford and uh, beautiful looking car. And when we would run Cayuga back in the All Star days, uh, it was a special event. Like it was over and above, right? Jason would prepare his car and paint it totally different. And back then, 
Jason was hand painting. Yeah, it wasn't a rewrap on the car. It wasn't oh, no. a rewrap. Like no, no. it was. This is before NASCAR was like, hey, let's do special schemes. Oh yeah, this is like when they did a special scheme. It was groundbreaking. Yes, and, and Jason Shaw, and Jason Shaw showed up with a blue Mustang one time, and everybody was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he built a it. new car for this race. Yeah. No, he didn't. He brought it back, hung a new body on it, reskinned it, and just. Meticulously it repainted it, and then showed up with a green car the next weekend. And, yep. and uh, um, special events over. We're back to the regular. It was so stuff. cool, man! <laughs> Just it, yeah. it, that was that was back in the day. That's yeah, a, it was. was a long time. Ago. You got a lot of gray hair since then. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I got a lot of them. From I even back have then. gray hair since then. <laughs> uh, we are gonna slide out for a moment here. We're gonna hand the keys back to uh, the Sirius XM studio. Get you up to date on some news and highlights that you may have missed in hour number one. But have no fear. We're coming back for hour number two here tonight. And uh, this only takes 90 seconds. And then we're back with you all live tonight on Sirius XM. Channel 167 Canada Talks. Back to you in Toronto, Scotty. We'll be back with you in just a moment on Rev TV. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins tonight on Race Time Radio. I'm Joe Chosen, along with Joe Chosen Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio, and we're so, so glad you could tune in tonight, be it on Sirius XM, be it on Rev TV Canada, or maybe you're tuned in on uh, the Performance Motorsport Network.com, which airs Race Time Radio throughout the course of the week. Thanks to all of you for tuning in, and uh, don't forget about our new YouTube channel. I still call it new. It was back in October when we started it. Uh, but the subscriber numbers are jumping, and it's all thanks to you. If you don't mind, hit that subscribe button when you're on Race Time Radio TV. We'd really appreciate it over on YouTube. But, Junior, it was a busy weekend at Coda. Uh, we had the NASCAR trucks back on track. We had Xfinity back on track. And then, of course, today, the Cup Series race. That was uh Quite a burn burner that you and I missed the end of. Yeah, we just missed the tail end of it. Uh, just uh, it, it's funny, you know. The last couple of weeks we've you know squeaked right in at the end, yeah. right? It's like the the checkered flag falls at like at like six fifty seven, and then you got to hustle over, turn everything on, and we're ready to go. Boom! Uh, but uh, no, this one here went overtime a little bit. But uh, Tyler Reddick, of course, uh, they should have uh, started at that three o'clock like they were doing. 
But now I guess everything's it's, going it's to move hour, further east, right? Yeah, so a, it's an hour behind because they're in Texas. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it's uh, you know hats off to them. Great race. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was uh, uh, Coda. Really, in, in all in the grand scheme of things, is not my favorite place to watch stock cars race. No, it's it it, it is not The track is built for an Indy car style car, a Formula F1. One car, right? Yeah. Um, not necessarily built for heavy stock cars. Lots of runoff areas. Um, obviously, uh, I didn't know this, but you can't touch the blue. If you touch the blue, you got a penalty. Well, if you take four wheels off to shorten the track, then that's a penalty. Well, if you take four wheels off, the way Clint explained it on practice was: if you touch the blue, you're back. It, you go. It's just in in one of those corners. Is it just in one corner? Yeah. If you shorten the track, so right. like if it's a left hand corner, and you put all four wheels on the left side of the rumble strip, oh, then then that's shortening the racetrack to avoid the rumble strip. Well, or or just you're just shortening shortening the track and, right. and you know making a shortcut. If you are on a left hand corner and you exit and you make the track longer, that's totally okay. So yeah. uh, you're, well, you you're allowed to you're allowed to make the track longer. You're not allowed to make the track shorter. So it's right. just like the bus stop at at uh, Watkins Glen. If you blow the bus stop, you got to come to a complete stop. Right. All four tires got to stop. Then continue. Then continue on. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, Typical rules. Uh, see, at Toronto Indy or Chicago, when they go to the street course there, they don't need to worry about that because no. you can't shorten the course up because no. there's a concrete wall there. Yeah. And uh, that, that'll be a penalty if you happen to hit that. The penalty is significantly more. <laughs> yeah. And uh, typically hurts a little bit. Well, the truck winner was Zane Smith. This is the second time he wins at Coda. Yep. Uh, last year in the rain. This time in the dry, uh, and we got a clip with uh, Zane right here. Let's have a listen to him in the media center after the race. Yeah, super cool. Uh, not only for myself, but FRM in general. This is they're undefeated at Coda in general. So uh, they have one in the rain and, and two in the dry, and and especially this year there is a, a stacked field. And so just really happy to to be here, and um, we're kind of. It's deja vu of last year. We won Daytona, and then this was my second win. So um, just uh, an awesome year so far. Great to rebound after last week, and um, always just a fun time on road courses in general. Okay, rained in the cup race. Rained not hard the in the cup race. Not the truck race. Yeah, not the uh, But that not was the, the second race. win it, for yeah, Zane. Second win for Zane in dry conditions. and uh, uh, But uh, a, a convincing win. If you yes. if you could say that he uh, he definitely put on a clinic and and uh, uh, him and Kyle Busch you, you know everybody it, even the announcers were thinking Kyle Busch is going to run him down here yeah 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 no no he uh, he didn't he didn't he ended up staying ahead of Kyle that, and out. that says something right there uh, but you know what confidence will do that behind the wheel of a race vehicle I don't care what division it is yes if your confidence is up. Uh, that's that's worth it's got to be worth horsepower yeah when you got confidence and it's built in and uh, definitely Zane Smith has got some confidence happening right now uh, in whatever he gets in Uh, he's doing a good job Uh, the Xfinity race did you happen to catch that race yeah absolutely that was good now the 92 Josh Williams got pegged for Parkadet did you see the t-shirts yes I I tried to order one, and uh, uh, I just have a Visa debit, and it wouldn't allow me to do it. Oh. 
I, I tried. Like it. I tried to order it. I tried three times to order it, and yeah. uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't take my card. And I was like, "Well, I'm sorry, Josh, but yep. uh, uh, no, I wanted one of those really bad. I loved it. I loved the emotion. I loved everything about that. You know, entire move that he did. Yeah, um, it was classy, but still got his point across. And uh, of course, he had to take the week off. But yeah. uh, uh, it is what it is. Um, uh, a brother in the probation line just. Hats off to him. Uh, it was the uh, 36th we're used to seeing Alex Lave in. Alex Lave filled in for the 92 of Josh Williams. And you know what? Alex had a decent day. Uh, he chased it all day. Um, he ended up getting a penalty. Uh, he got bounced around, spun out near the end. Yeah. But he still got a 15th place finish out of that race. And you got to know Alex Lave is a road course ringer. He is one of those guys. You see him at Charlotte on the Roval. Uh, that's where he's got his best finishes in NASCAR. And Alex Labe is the real deal. When I seen Ricky Taylor, not Ricky Taylor, but Jordan Taylor, get the call for the nine car, I thought, man, that's exciting stuff. I'm a big Ricky and Jordan Taylor fan. But uh, when uh, when I'm also thinking of that, I thought, wouldn't that be cool to see Alex Labe get a call? Uh, and I honestly think he'd be the qualified kind of guy. Now, I know it's a cop car versus an Xfinity car, yeah. but I bet you Alex Labe could do a really good job behind the wheel. Yeah, the other the other part of that, though, is, is Ricky is is partnered in with Chevrolet, and, yeah. and yeah. there's there's so much more politics involved than, than just putting somebody that's oh, qualified yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Ryan C could be another one. C could be a wicked guy for them to for them to pick up the phone and drop him in. Um, you know, a guy like Grant Enfinger, Matt Crafton, or, you know, any of those guys. Um, you know, there's there's a, a ton of the names that, uh, you know, you would <laughs> expect to see uh, get the phone call, but uh, um, that doesn't happen anymore in the sport. <laughs> Not very often. Uh, y- you would have laughed. Uh, on Saturday, I was texting after the truck race was over. Uh, I was texting with Grant Enfinger. And I said, Grant, uh, I just noticed this now. But what are those mud flap looking things hanging down uh, the rear wheels? And he came back and he goes, yeah, they don't do much. Um, <laughs> but they just sort of went on there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did notice today, even on the cup cars, they were on there. Well, the reason the reason for them is is when it rained so hard at Coda mm. um, the year prior. Oh, you couldn't um, see a thing. You could not see a thing. The mist was a huge problem. Um, to mitigate that, they went with that goofy flap um i think that's going to be a staple now that, uh, across the board um just when on, they go to road courses just when they, go they to gotta ro- be on yeah. every every race just when they go to road courses oh, I, believe. I gotcha. um i believe they've built a version of them though for bristol to stop what happened remember when they mudded up the windshields um oh when they, it was dirt yes when, yeah. when it was dirt at bristol yeah, yeah. um of course coming up on easter weekend they're hitting back to bristol you know again mm-hmm. um when it was muddy conditions they dropped the green flag and like three laps in nobody could see yeah that wasn't um, dirt that was mud it was mud yeah. yeah so i think that they've came up with a similar deal uh for the for the dirt conditions uh that you'll see at uh at uh um at Bristol again, uh, but that is specifically for the misting problem that right. they had. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, by the sounds of it, 
um, it would have taken the mist down about 20%, you mm-hmm. know, with that mud flap or that flappy looking thing hanging behind the rear wheels. But, uh, we'll call um, it a mud flap. We, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mud flaps flap. Yeah. Those things are those this, things are angle iron. Yeah, like a little screen or whatever, and it was flapping in the wind. Yeah. Just thought I'd uh, put that out there. Yeah. When I noticed it, I thought, hmm, who can I ask? So I put it out on Twitter, and I said, hey, Michael Waltrip, what's that mud flap looking thing hanging down the back of the truck? Yeah. But he never answered back. So I thought, well, I'll wait till after the truck race, yep. and I'll wait ask one source. of the drivers. So okay. I got a hold of Grant, and I asked him, and... Uh, he said, yeah, they're goofy-looking things, and they don't do much. No, they, they catch a lot of rubber when you do a burnout. <laughs> yeah. They caught yeah, all yeah. the rubber and caught a and start, lit, started the 38 on fire. Lit but, it uh, up. It yeah. was, uh, they, they definitely catch the rubber. The next clip we have is with the Xfinity winner. A.J. Allmendinger went to victory lane yesterday. Great win for him. Uh, quite a restart. Uh, A.J., from the media center, he'll tell you all about it. Here he is. I wasn't sure how the race is going to play out with with no stage breaks now you're not really sure what strategy everybody's going to kind of play on um i knew we had a a a really fast car um but it was about trying to get back up there and how the race was going to play out if it you know just went straight out green i didn't know what was going to happen i knew we had one pit stop to go um i was more worried when i first got out of the wreck i thought i had damage to the car because a lot of smoke inside the car um so I was more worried about that at first, and then I kind of the t- the fenders cleared themselves, and, and I kind of realized, okay, the, the car's okay at least. Um, so just trying to get back up there, you know, I hate having contact for the lead like that. It's not something that you know I get really excited about. Um, he was struggling through the the triple right hander, and I tried to make a move in the left hander, and, and you know made sure I stayed off him, and we got slid in behind him and he was struggling and I, I popped out and thought I'm here at least and it's just a tough angle when I turned in I thought I had made a point that I was far enough alongside he turned in and it's just a kind of a tight corner at least the grip side of the racetrack so um, you know if William wasn't right behind me I'd probably have been more patient but I kind of felt like whoever got to the lead first might be the guy that won the race, so I knew I needed to be aggressive. And um, yeah, I, I as it happened, it, I just took like a couple laps to kind of get the the energy back inside me. Um, he was doing a great job. Um, I know it doesn't help him at all, so it's not what I want. I thought I was far enough along, and and thought I was turning in early enough, and he was still turning to make the corner and just contact. So I I. I he has all the right to be mad. I thought I was there, but, you know, it's, it's the way it goes. Everybody's got opinions about it, so it's not the way I wanted to take the lead. Yeah, he can be mad about it. I got the win. He let him be mad. Let yeah. him be mad. But it does happen, right? Like, how many times have we seen road course races end like that? Yeah, it's just about every single one of them, right? It's, yeah. Uh, um, it's part of it. It's you know. You... Now I say that the fifty four or the forty five car today, um, the forty five and the twenty four and the ran one like gentlemen. They ran each other so clean. Uh, you know, you go back to like lap. I'm gonna say twenty lap eighteen. Uh, you know, just before the second break, uh, and you you watch Austin Sindrick, uh, uh, Tyler Reddick, 
uh, William Byron, mm-hmm. and there was another car up in there. Hmm. I don't know who the fourth car was, but they traded the lead back and forth without like. Without major contact, right? right? Major right, right. contact is lock up the tires, slide through, hammer and them, yeah, or or just hammer them, right? Door to door, touching, bumper to bumper. I don't care about, and and nobody should care about it. Right. Uh, this is racing, and it's contact sport. Um, but I don't like it when you see a guy get dumped for the win. No, you no. know, you think back to when Cindric did it uh, when he was driving for KBM or uh, for Brad Kozlowski Motorsports. Um, at CTMP, at CTMP in the truck. In the oh. truck. Well, yeah, uh, he that's, the way, that's the way that truck race ended five years in a row. Yeah. It he, was the highlight reel. You knew yeah. it was coming. Yeah. 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 Chase Elliott and uh, and Dylan, you know, yep. that was pathetic. Um, you know, <laughs> there was a bunch of them. Um, and and really, the only real good one that i seen, uh, they still ended up wrecking coming across the line, but it was John Hunter Nemechek and, and Cole Custer. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like yeah. the two of them wrecked each other, but they still crossed the line and they still put on a show for the fans. And, and you know, I'm fine with that. But, uh, um, you know, I I hate it when you see... Uh, guys get shipped for the for the win. Just it takes no talent at all to drive through somebody. No. Now that being said, uh, where Almendinger got into him mm-hmm. and how the whole thing transpired, I don't feel like he shipped him. No. Um, no. No. And and really, anybody who watches it back probably will feel the same way. Um, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. It was definitely incidental contact. Um, would I take the win away from him? Absolutely not. No, no. no. Uh, if he did that to me, would I wreck him back? Yes, I would. <laughs> I would stuff him in the fence the next race and practice. Yeah. But uh, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, uh, we've got a couple birthday wishes to send out there. Luke Ramsey. Yeah, the president of uh, the United Racing Series, uh, APC Series. And he's with Delaware Speedway. That Luke Ramsey. Happy birthday, Luke. And the 88. George Koskulix, hey, all yeah, the way that. out there at Riverside. It is George's birthday today, so you know they're going to be having a big time out there. Uh, happy birthday, George. Happy birthday, Luke. Uh, those are two that I know of. Absolutely. Yeah, i got to say happy birthday to them, guys. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back off to the west coast of Canada, we go. We'll stop in Alberta first, and I believe Kelly Admiral will be with us on the other side of the break. Stay with us. We will be back. Hey, race fans. Tim Fulton, the driver of the number three Monte Carlo. You're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Did you know you could get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just Just a tap tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snake Bite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. 
plus the street stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner. This is my house, not coming here to push me around, and this is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Penticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joe Elegato will set his sights on the championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shoved him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. And you believe it! In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, Anfield has erupted! Bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a derby day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Sirius XM app and searching More Than a Game. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Al. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Love the sound of those cars flying through the high banks. Man, I can't wait to get to Penticton Speedway for the Western Rattler 300 once again this year. Coming up May 5th and 6th. You don't want to miss it. You want to be at Penticton Speedway. If you can't be at Penticton Speedway, you better have a good reason. But if you can't, have no fear. Race Time Radio will be there broadcasting the races live. Uh, we're going to pick it up from qualifying on Friday and take you all the way through to the final checkered flag of the weekend. And we totally look forward to it. Our next guest is up on the Zoom line. And he has got that whiskey smoke number eight probably ready to go. We'll check in right now with uh, Mr. Kyle. What's going on there, Kelly. Mr. Kelly Admiral? What's happening with you tonight? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, thanks for having me on. Lose my brain every now and then. Kyle, I'm thinking. <laughs> Kyle. No, that's Kyle Reed. No, we're talking with uh, Kelly Admiral. What's going on there, Kelly? How is the number eight? Is it all ready to fly or what? Uh, you know, we're uh, we're still working on her, but uh, um, we're going to be ready to go here. Uh, I guess we got, you know, something like six weeks, so... Um, yeah, just making the final push and finalizing everything on the car, getting the thing dialed in. 
Good deal. Man, you had a good run going last year. I remember that car flashing up there. Uh, you had a really good piece. And then, I don't know, man, it, like the, the the complexion of that race changed like 10 times. Uh, but it was an incredibly fast-paced race for a 300. It blew my mind, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we had a really quick car all through, you know, the whole weekend practice and qualifying. Um uh, yeah, just uh, had the steering rack come loose in the race, and car went evil when the steering rack was loose. You know, just got lucky that it didn't come out all the way. It could have been could have been pretty bad. Um, so glad I parked it when I did. And um, yeah, then we we found the issue there once once we were in, we were in the pits. But uh, you know, looking for redemption this year. You know, I I think you know especially with them repaving uh, turns one and two there. Um, this race is just going to be even more exciting. Um, so we got good notes to build on for this year, and hopefully we can seal the deal. Hey, there's not many opportunities to load a car back on the trailer when the rack comes loose. <laughs> so that that there's a uh, you basically won. You won, my friend. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's like if you find there's there's three things, right? If you find a cracked hub, you find a cracked rotor, you find a loose uh, a loose rack. One of those three things, or the steering wheel comes off in your hand. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen, Kelly? Or <laughs> the steering wheel where you oh. go to pull back and you go, oh oh. Luckily, no. <laughs> no, it's happened. Eh? Lots of guys. Oh, yeah. Lots of guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I've heard of guys trying to grab the knuckle and try to turn the wheel, and it doesn't go well. <laughs> no, no. You, you you need that leverage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. A pair of vice grips or something. But, uh, yeah, you don't normally have that much time in there. Uh, go back to Penticton Speedway. Take us through turns one and two the way it used to be. Was it evil down in turn one and two that bump? Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was pretty evil. Um, you know, especially trying to make passes on guys um, getting through that corner. You know, um, go through there uh, one way, and you know it'd be all right and be able to make some ground. And then you go in, you know, maybe enter six inches too high or too low or something, and you know the cars jumping up out of the track, and you know. Um, Definitely an evil bump, um, but it added character to the track. So you know, it's one of those things. You know, you gotta gotta drive the track as well as the car and and, and the other drivers. So, um, but I think uh, repaving, resurfacing there will definitely make for better racing and you know make it better for us and better for the fans. Well, I remember watching you come through turns three and four, and Kelly, there wasn't anybody that was going down as low as you were. Uh, you you had that thing painting that that bottom line. And what a missile coming off turn four each and every time. And I went, wow, Kelly's the real deal, man. He's going to be winning this race if, you know, if, if everything stays there. Uh, the one of Mater, he did really good. Uh, the 14 car, Carlson, he was doing really good. There was a lot of guys that were doing really good. And the 42 car, Kyle Reed, like he was right up there. And honestly, the 09 that ultimately ended up winning the race, he didn't really surface until about, well, just, just before halfway. And then all of a sudden, here comes Riley, and there is 69 to Trevor Seabird. Those guys weren't up there for like three quarters of that first segment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, running the bottom in that race in three and four, uh, I would have rather been running, running the top like everyone else. But uh, with the way that car was darting around on me with that loose steering rack i was staying as far away from the wall as i could so glad it looked good but man that thing was a handful to drive and it was uh yeah pretty terrifying i wouldn't <laughs> doubt it 
This year, what has it been like with the eight car? Did you, uh, typical racer probably blew the whole thing apart in the fall and uh, putting it all back together. Now, is this the same car that you had at Penticton last year or is it a new piece under you? Yeah, no, same car. Um, you know, don't want to, don't want to fix what ain't broke. So, uh, gonna, you know, make sure that steering rack's nice and tight. Um, but yeah, you know, of course, uh, stripping the thing down and, uh, going through every nut and bolt uh, in, in the off season and making sure, you know, it's uh, it's good to go. Funny when you take them apart, too. Uh, I, I've talked to many teams here, of course, on race time and asked them the same thing. Did you find much wrong with the car when you finally got to the fall and were able to take it all apart? Because, you know, week to week, you guys really check it out. But you don't do like a full body off. Uh, that usually gets reserved until the end of the year because it takes so much to blow it all apart, put it all back together. Did you find much wrong with it when you did take it all apart? Did you go, oh, man, that would have cost me this race or that one? Uh, you know, luckily, uh, luckily, no, but um, it's, uh, it went into the shop in the off season with some damage from uh, the Bridge City 200 in Saskatoon. So there was things wrong with it, but uh, nothing that we didn't know about. <laughs> What does 2023 look like for you? You know you're going to kick it off at the Rattler 300. What else does a year look like? Because I know you're a busy cat flying around all over the place out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's not going to be too busy of a schedule for me this year. Um, you know, we're going to kick things off with, with the Rattler in, in Penticton. Um, and then going to run uh, a 150 uh, with the Western Speed Association in uh, Saskatoon. Uh, and then, of course, the, the Bridge City 200 as well. Yeah, that's um, that's going to be a dandy. wrap up the year for us. Yeah, that's going to be a dandy. How about Ian, your brother? Is he? Uh, what's he doing these days? Uh, you know, he's uh, he's focusing on on other things right now. We're hoping to get him back in the car here um, one of these days soon. But uh, yeah, right now, yeah, he's got uh, yeah got other things going on. Unfortunately, you know, we obviously love to to have him racing with us again and having that two car team. You know, you can. Adds a lot of value when you got uh, two two notebooks. So oh, yeah. uh, definitely miss having them there, um, and can't wait to have them back. How about crew this year, Kelly? What have you got lined up crew wise and sponsorship wise on the eight car? Yeah, crew wise got uh, the same group of, of rowdy guys. Um, you know that selflessly put in you know just hours and hours of work. Um, you know behind the scenes at the shop and at the racetrack, you know busting their butts. Um, you know to to help me and you know and for the love of racing you know so just truly blessed with the guys that i have um and then uh yeah of course my sponsors whiskey smoke and uh western camp services here in edmonton um you know their supports uh you know wouldn't be able to do it without them yeah oh, awesome awesome your car looks amazing too my friend it always <laughs> does it, it it you know simple clean and it just effective looking race car and uh, I always get excited when I see that number eight. Uh, it's going <laughs> to be you. incredible. Any difference the way you're going to attack the, West, or the, the uh, Western Rattler 300? Any different than what you attacked it last year? Like, you know, that you got a parts failure. Nothing you can do about that. Can you see anything that you're going to change this year going in? Maybe a couple little things. Um but, you know, with, with the speed that we had in the car last year, you know, really don't want to change too much, you know, just kind of tweak, tweak a little bit of stuff, but, you know, overall going to, you know, just 
try and get the, you know, especially some long run speed in the car, um, you know, qualify up front and yeah, just, uh, uh, try and hang on and not get caught up in any sort of attrition and, um, yeah, just go for the win. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see you out there. Uh, we got a really good field of cars coming this year. Trent Seidel, guy you used to, you run against at uh, Saskatoon. Uh, he's on his way out there. We're going to have some really good quality cars. And you got to know that Riley wants to win this baby again. Uh, but I don't know if Trevor's going to even allow that. He wants to win it. Kyle wants to win it. Kelly wants to win it. Man, uh, the list goes on and on. What day do you pull the pegs? What day do you put the car in the trailer and head for Penticton? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, a ton of competition heading out there. You know, it's not going to be an easy race. Um, you know, nobody's going to give it to you. Um, I think for us, we'll probably load the trailer up, uh, you know, the Wednesday morning and start trucking down there and get to practicing on, on Thursday or, you know, uh, depending on work schedules and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, the plan is uh, hopefully be there Thursday and just get as much get as much laps in as possible. Get to know, you know, basically the new racetrack with uh, one and two being resurfaced. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's fine for us. Yeah, can't wait, bud. Can't wait. This is going to be a gas. Uh, it, it's uh, going to be another one of those exciting Western Rattler three hundreds. Uh, can't wait to see you out there. Got to thank you for your time tonight on race time. Uh, you're looking pretty good. You had some dental work done last week that. Uh, was touch and go, but you're looking pretty good, kid. <laughs> well, thank you. So are you. Um, yeah, that's uh, getting all four wisdom teeth out at the same time. I, you know, I know a lot of people do it, but uh, I always thought they were whiners. But uh, now that I've done it, um, you know, I get it. It's uh, not a fun thing to do. Were you bruised you don't on the... even look like a chipmunk. Uh, when Junior, when you had it done, man, oh, man. Well, uh, were you bruised on the chest and the forehead? <laughs> <laughs> no. The doctor said he basically had to stand on my chest and my forehead. I said, "Well, don't tell me that after." <laughs> I didn't need to know that, sir. Too funny. Yeah. Too but funny. no, it's uh, definitely that's it's a rough surgery, and uh, uh, hats off to you for going through it. It's uh, it'll be better now that they're out of there. So uh, uh, definitely a, a, a tough recovery time. No dry socket. You're good to go. You can get into that whiskey yeah. smoke. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Kelly, thanks so much for the time tonight. Safe travels, and we'll see you out at Penticton Speedway, bud. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on, and yeah, see you there. Nut and bolt. Nut and bolt the rack. Oh, yeah, Nut yeah. Nut bolt that rack. Oh, it's getting welded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welded in spot. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Kelly Admiral, watch for him in that Western Rattler 300. He is one to keep your eye on. There's so many good cars that are going to go out there. To make it into that race, it's going to be uh, extremely interesting. And uh, our next guest that's coming up on the other side of the break, he's going to try and make it in. First, he's going to do the snake bite 125 and hopefully be in that top three. So he advances to run the 300 the next day. But we'll find out what he's thinking. It is Kendall Thomas, and he's going to join us right on the other side of this break. Stay with us, everybody. Hey, everybody, this is Tom Walters, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. 
Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Car Snakebite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flight-to-flight coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner. This is my house, not coming here to push me around. and This is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Gaddish, Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio all tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, and Rev TV Canada. Welcome to all of our viewers here tonight. Let's get back to the Zoom line, shall we, and bring in our next competitor. His name is Kendall Thomas. He drives the number 19 in Westcar. He's hoping to win that Snakebite 125 and then... I believe, wanting to get into the 300, but we'll find out right now. Let's welcome him in. Kendall, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, uh, hey, Joe, good to see you. Thanks for having, having me on. It's awesome. You betcha, bud. Uh, you all set and ready to go. How's the race car? Is it uh, tuned to Zoom or what? <laughs> well, I would say we still got a little bit of work to do. Um, we did we did lots of work to it before our last race in Penticton last year, making sure we wouldn't uh, suffer any mechanical issues as we fought for the the championship last year so the car is pretty good i think we're gonna just give it a a quick fresh up and fluids and pop it on the uh the setup uh the setup program there and then away we go oh man so. i can't wait that's gonna be a dynamite weekend kendall how far are you from penticton 
we're about five and a half hours, so not too bad. Um, so we'll we'll hop in there uh, probably Thursday night. Go to my buddy's place in Vernon, and then uh, we'll be there bright and early Friday to get to get ready to go. So, do you live anywhere close to Mike Hall and those guys in Rust Valley? Do you watch that show? <laughs> I do. I love that show. <laughs> um, we're probably halfway there. We 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 could drive past his place if we wanted to, but we choose to. Uh, we take the straight the straight route right up to Coquihalla and. Never look back. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. One day, though, I got to stop by that Rust Brothers. I love watching that television show. Can't wait for the new season to, to start out. That was yeah. the very first time I seen Panticton Speedway, actually, was on that TV show when they did a hit to pass. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it was that was awesome. Yeah, the uh, the new version of the Penticton Speedway is uh, it's just fantastic. It's uh, it's great. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Uh, you are one of those race winning guys. Uh, you know how to get the job done. Uh, what do you think? The Snake Bite One Twenty Five is coming up Friday night. That's a genuine West Car race. Uh, I take it you want to win that sucker. And then do you aspire to jump into the three hundred? Uh, make the changes and jump on up. Well, you know, I'm kind of a one race at a, at a time kind of guy. <laughs> so we're going to do our prep. Uh, we we would love to defend our championship this year, and of course, it's just one race at a time, and you got to start you got to start strong. So uh, we're going to prep up for the West Car part of it, and we're gonna we're gonna hope to have a, a solid night of it there. And then we'll see we'll see how it looks. We'll see how the fenders look, <laughs> and uh, and then we'll look at the, at the Saturday night depending on what the car looks like. But our our focus is the is the one twenty five. And uh, and it's going to be the competition is going to be up there. So it's I don't as much as I like to ride a little bit and let it let it play out. Um, the Penticton racetrack has you up on the wheel, just wheeling that thing every moment of every lap. So I think we're just going to we're just going to go. We're just going to get on with it. <laughs> yeah. And w- what a cool track. And now that Trevor has gone down there and Ingo, all the guys there fixed turn one and two. Uh, man, talk about a two groove track. Uh, are, are you going to set up for the outside? Do you set up for the bottom? Where are you going to be? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Um, I think we'll set up for what we think is the fastest line uh, <laughs> and, and try to look after that. What's crazy, um, one and two is going to be different, of course, with a little bit of they've done some resurfacing, some changes there. I, I kind of like the bumps into one and two, kind of kept everybody honest, and you had to, had to look after it. But what's crazy about three and four is you can just send it into the corner, middle, low, and just race and there's lots of room to race and there's lots of room to pass. And, uh, uh, you can, you can be really aggressive there and, and still, uh, keep the nose on the thing and, and, and race hard. So I love that. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. Back in the day, uh, I know we had Corbin on, we've had you on, uh, which one was it? I know it was one of the Thomas boys that ended up winning the chair. Uh, was it you? Do you have one end? So does Corbin or what? You know, no, you know, I don't, I don't know that Corbin ever won the chair. I have, if I, I got to remember back, way back now, um, but it might have been Dave Olson out of Quinnell, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. But what a fantastic Ashley Furniture! What a fantastic trophy! Uh, you got to love it. Yeah. Ashley Furniture probably has got ten thousand dollars worth of advertising on this show. Well, talking about that damn chair, they deserve it. They Man. do deserve it, a hundred percent. I'm not cool taking it away from that. them. Yeah, but yeah. I bet. I bet we've talked about that damn chair a hundred times, and uh, you know what? It's not that we just talk about the chair. It always comes out that it was Ashley Furniture. 
Like the name yeah. of it? I mean, yeah, yeah. It, the, well, they, I, they got their money's worth. I don't know anybody else that can sit should, on their trophy. No, exactly. We should <laughs> clip this, clip that out, and send that to the marketing uh, VP of Ashley Furniture because yes. they should know about it. Because they should. I'm telling you, uh, whoever the marketing person was at that local store and whoever the marketing person was at that track, they both need to be commended because, uh, uh, no, definitely. It's, it uh, worked. It, it definitely did work. Uh Looking at uh, at the West Car portion, uh, it, that had to be something that you guys all kind of celebrated um, when when the, the the schedule came out the way that it did for the Rattler this year. Obviously, last year, you know, we touched on it. Uh, it was a hodgepodge kind of a mix and match. Uh, see how many Pro Late model guys show up. See how many West Car guys show up and try to piece them all together. But you guys definitely had to get excited when you seen it was West Car versus West Car, uh, and and heads up, go get it uh, type of format for this year. Well, I love it. I think it's going to be a great fit. Uh, there's quite a few um, pro lates or limited lates, whatever you want to call them. We're basically a fabricated stock style front clip, and uh, the, it's kind of a universal BC kind of rules. Mm-hmm. So the guys in Agassi, the the guys who used to race at Western and and on the island. Um, the cars are all incredibly close. So I, I think it's going to be a heck of a show. And there's, there's some fantastic drivers with those cars. And uh, and I'm pretty sure there's a, a whole group there thinking, hey, we're going to go there Friday night. We have a good night. We're, we're buying some tires, and we're going to have a go at it. Um, I know last year, the West one thing with the West cars, we, we, used, we used to run in 100-lap races and, and longer. And uh, the guys know how to put a race together. And yeah. uh, last year, I think it was uh, Jarrett Bond and um, – um uh daryl hayworth yes um that 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 just hung in there and just put a full night of racing in and man it just uh they just did a fantastic job so lots of practice racing west car kind of prepped that crew up ready to go you know there's a lot of pro late super late models that uh if they're not careful man they can burn the tires off the car they can wear that car out 75 laps into a run uh, and then they're yeah. done. Uh, they fade their way back. And I can remember days uh, right here in the province of Ontario, Kendall, where guys would come out. Uh, they were allowed a 10-inch slick, a real nice sticky slick. And, of course, that was the preferred tire. But if you were going to run a 75-lap race, give me the 8-inch Hoosier tire, and I'll beat you all day long. Yeah, I'll go a second slower, but I'll be a second faster come lap 55 up to 75 and it's funny how it all works out absolutely I, I think every tire only has so much to give and uh how you choose to cash that in through the course of the night is uh i mean maybe you want some track position and you want to hang try to hang on for the end and maybe maybe just kind of pace yourself and we, my, my brother and i both we, we're kind of the pace and a little bit kind of guys we like to feel it out in the beginning and and then look after the tire a little bit and make sure we got some car left for the end so uh, and I don't know if that's how this 125 is going to go. I have a feeling it's just going to be just no no looking back. But uh, but we're going to find out. Yeah, <laughs> no no looking in the mirror. It's all out the windshield. Uh, tell us about the history of your 19 car. Uh, what, what kind of history is there in that car? How old of a car is it? Well, <laughs> um, I think that was actually the first brand new chassis that, and probably the last actually other than my brother's car. That, uh, that our team has purchased. We purchased the car in 1996. <laughs> and we know. used to race uh, a Can-Am late model series down in Spanaway, uh, Euphreda, Wenatchee, up to, uh, 
Victoria, uh, Campbell River, and we did that tour for quite a bit. And the cars had, uh, it's been a limited late model. It had to start off with a stock clip. It was a, called a pro stock car. Uh, then it had a, uh, a super late model clip put on it, and we refabbed the car to be a super late. We raced it like that. My brother raced it like that for a bit. Uh, and then we went ahead and put on the, the West car, the West cars type clip, and we've kind of never looked back from there. It kind of kind of fits with what we're doing, and and uh, I like that kind of racing. So is it a Howe car? Is it a oh. Port City? Is it a... Well, it, it's a it's a Procraft car. A Procraft. Um, yeah, they were back in the day, uh, uh, just a young guy who had done, done some work out in North Carolina for some NASCAR teams. He moved back home to uh, some area right around Spanaway, Washington, and his dad, his dad sold the parts, and he built the cars. And uh, it is it, it's, it's standing the test of time because the, the workmanship is just fantastic on the car. And uh, so it's uh, it's still a fan, it's still a great car, and we just race the heck out of that thing every night. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it. It it stood the test of time, and it's won a lot of races in its day. Yeah. Uh, how about sponsorship? Who have you got lined up this year? Well, we're kind of we're kind of I mean, like a lot of races, I guess, a little bit self sponsored. Uh, uh, I think I know the chuckle around our our team is that uh, uh, my dad my dad loves racing and he loves to work. And it's a great combination. <laughs> so it's it's really we're kind of family sponsored. Uh, we got Finish Line Race Products. That's the uh, my cousin runs that. Cousin Greg, um, my dad CP Electronics, and uh, and I got my buddy who's online with Downtown Towing. He uh, his wife, him and his wife show up, and his wife looks after the food and maybe some of the beverages at the end of the night. And uh, so it's kind of a it's kind of a, a family kind of team effort kind of gig. For okay, us. you know what you got to do then, Kendall. You got to pick up the phone. And you got to call Mike Hall and see if you can get Rust Brothers on the side of that baby. You know, that would look good on the side of that car. It anyway. would, wouldn't it? Wouldn't <laughs> and, it? And pretty pretty local, too. So, uh, yeah. you know, kind of in the BC, BC loop there, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be magnificent. We'd give you lots of hit. I can guarantee you that, buddy. And, and if you don't, if he says no, then you just go to JP, right? Well, yeah, he's yeah, the guy right up the road. Yeah. It's JP. Yeah. Is, is... Or you could go to Dubs. You can always get uh, James involved. That's right. That's uh, you know, right. those guys all competition within the competition out there. Yeah, true enough. True enough. Yeah, maybe it's maybe some gas money in there. That might be all right, eh? There you go. Yeah, I'm looking so forward to this Friday night, Saturday night, uh, with the addition that Trevor Siebert and those guys have put together here. Uh, I can only see a bigger success story out of the whole weekend. And uh, I know, Kendall Thomas, you are going to play into that. Uh, I can't wait to see, you know, where you end up. What What are you thinking qualifying-wise? I guess you're shooting for the pole, but will you be happy just making it into the field? 125 laps is a fair distance. Yeah, I mean, depends on the invert. I mean, the, the, being having a fast car, is you always, you always try for that. I mean, it. Who doesn't love uh, winning a pole? And uh, we were lucky enough to get there in the first race, West Car Race in Penticton last year, and it's it's a pretty good feeling. At the same time, pretty pretty large group of cars I think will be there, and uh, depending on the invert, it can can make a bit of a journey to the front. But we always in, in qualifying, we we go as hard as we can, and then we'll race the heck out of whatever we got. Um, but yeah, I think you know if we can, if a guy can make the can make the invert, even I mean. It's it's not uncommon to have ten West Car cars within dot two or three. I'd expect the top ten cars are here with, within dot two or three. So it's going to be you know that little slip of the on the steering wheel, the little little bit too much brake, or it's going to be one of those is going to get you either in that top group or get you get you out behind. <laughs> Man, it's going to be fun! I can't wait, bud. Uh, same thing. When are you heading? I guess you'll head on Thursday then. 
Yeah, for me, a little bit hard to get some time off, but uh, we'll we'll go Thursday night, and then we'll uh, we'll be we're, we're lucky enough that we that was the last track we raced at, so not no big changes to the car. We've we've been there before, so uh, we just want to shake some cobwebs out and uh, and uh, get the crew ready to go. <laughs> oh, it's going to be uh, a party, guaranteed. It's going to be oh, yeah. a party. Kendall, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Genuinely look forward to getting together with you, Penticton. Uh, Jerry Paxton's coming along this year. Uh, you'll meet Jerry. We'll have a blast. I guarantee it. We'll all get together in the pits before the race. And, hey, awesome. we'll be in for a great weekend. Hey, you betcha. Thanks again for having me. It's always, it's always a treat to come and see you guys. It's you great. betcha. That is Kendall Thomas. Watch for him. I'll tell you what. That car has got the potential of not only winning on Friday night. Watch for him on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, uh, tons of pedigree, right, in that western side of oh, Canada. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Thomas name is uh, is definitely synonymous with uh, with all forms of oval track racing out there, and and uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to, uh, to seeing what he can get done. Yeah, uh, when you take a look at the lineup of competitors, um, they're all right there. They're and they run at multiple tracks in BC. The BC late models, too. Well, I know we mentioned Westcar. BC late models are going to be in there, too. Um, I look back to the Canada 200 that took place at the end of last year. It was the last race at Western Shore Speedway out in Victoria. It was the last race ever at that track. And then they shut it down. There was like, I want to say there was 35, 36 cars at that event. It was horrendous. Uh, and there was a lot of BC, a lot of Westcar uh, competitors in that race. I wouldn't doubt we got the potential of having that show up at Penticton for the Friday night race uh, to make it in. Uh, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, no, it will be for sure. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's a, a great mix and match of of, uh, of rules, and that creates good racing. You know, it com- it creates comers and goers. Uh, one way or the other, and uh, uh, it's uh, no, it's it's going to be a spectacular year once again. And uh, you know, it's it's another one of those steps. Uh, you know, every time we have Trevor on the program, he talks about taking those steps. And you know, as long as you you keep on stepping in the right direction, yeah, um, you're creating something that, that is building into the future. And and uh, yeah, no, I can't wait to see. Uh, you know what all transpires and and what comes out of this uh this second annual Rattler three hundred. How about it? Any word from Andrew Ranger? Speaking of NASCAR Pinties, have you heard from Ranger at all? Yeah, yeah. What's we, he doing? We, How's things coming together for the twenty seven? He was busy with the uh, with the snowmobiling. Uh, of course, he's partnered with. Uh, Bombardier and and Can Am uh, on the uh, on the snowmobile side mm-hmm. um, was partnered with them uh, over the off season doing a lot of off trail riding, um, you know the backcountry stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, the, the guns are blazing heading into this year. Uh, did not get the results that he wanted to last year uh, for, for himself for Pie the GM Pie uh, for White Motorsports. Nobody got the results that they wanted. Right. Um, you know, coming out of there with, uh, uh, you know, a, a sub top five finish is, is not what they wanted. Right. Um, they built two brand new cars over the off season. I was just going to say, any new hardware going underneath? All them? new hardware and two brand new cars and they are spaceships. 
I've seen some behind the scenes looks and and uh, um, no Rangers uh, Rangers going to have every bit of equipment. Last year, a lot of people don't know the cars looked great. Yeah, uh, but the deal came together very late. Right. And uh, those cars that he raced last year, as much as White Motorsports and their team uh, went through and made them competitive, because we still got to win. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we still set a couple of fast <laughs> times. Um, but he was fighting with one arm tied behind his back. Right. Uh, for, for quite a few of those races. And, and uh, um, you know, this year, I guarantee you, both hands are out. Um, both hands are taped up and they're ready to go. <laughs> and, uh, that's, uh, you know, it, it's a bold statement to say that, but, uh, um, it, uh, you know, all, all signs point to that direction. And, and, uh, um, well, Andrew's what? Two time champion? Three. Three. Three times. Yeah, most, three time most all time wins in the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three time champ. He's, uh, he's tied with LP and, and, uh, Steckley for three Steckley, times. Yep. Um, and DJ. Did DJ no, have three, two. two. Yeah, he's got two. two. He's got so, two. So uh, LP and and Steckley have got three, and uh, along with Ranger as well, and and uh, they they definitely want to get to that fourth, and uh, you know he's uh, he's he's coming in uh, every bit of, of you know healthy and and every bit as excited uh, as as he did for his first year. <laughs> so um, he is hungry, and and uh, uh, the whole team is as well. So well, uh, powerhouse to, team. We're going to have to check in with some of those Pinties guys and hey, uh, right see, around the corner, man. See how things are looking. You're right; everything's coming real quick. Yep. Uh, how about Stoddy? Any word from the seventeen? Yeah, car? you know, you touched on birthdays uh, earlier. You got to give uh, Dwayne Stoddy a happy sixtieth. Oh, um, that just happened happy yesterday. Birthday, happy, Dwayne. happy birthday, Dwayne Stoddy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, everything everything is uh, everything's a go on the Stoddy camp. Um, but it looks like he's got twenty four races on the schedule for this really? year. Really? Um, so busy, busy pro late model schedule. Uh, heavy at Sunset, heavy at Delaware um, as well. The APC series and and a little bit of traveling around. So it's going to be good. We have some homework to do too. I had a uh, uh, a note pass my way uh, from a viewer. On Rev TV, uh, Joe, we're heading to the Snowball Derby. My husband and I are going to head for the Snowball Derby uh, this this coming year, and uh, looking for places to stay. Uh, where's a good spot? Uh, they want to sort of get the lay of the land, if you will. And I said I will definitely check into that. We'll get you some information on it. Um, so we've got some homework to do. The one really nice part about the Derby is, is there's no shortages of places to stay. Right. You know, but it, where is the right spot well, to stay? The, the neat part is is it's so close to town. Like the racetrack is, is right outside of town. Right. And, um, you know, in the summertime, obviously, Pensacola is very busy. That time of year, it's not. So obviously, a lot of people come in for the race. Oh, yeah. But it's not like the Cup Series where there's 100,000 people there for Daytona. Right, right. You got twenty five thousand people there, fifteen thousand people there for the Derby, right? So, uh, and and a huge majority of them camp at the racetrack and and camp at the campgrounds that are right around it. Um, there are some very nice hotels at very lucrative rates, uh, and that's one of the reasons. Actually, you know, you listen to everybody talk about the success of that event, right? Um, that's one of the really successful parts of that event is that. It's easy to stay. You can fly right into Pensacola. Uh, you can fly right into you know the Panhandle mm -hmm. um, and get there very easily. 
stay very easily and economically. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of competition there for rooms. So, um, you know, and, and very nice hotels, you know, from the Marriott to the, the Holiday Inn. Um, there's a Best Western that's right up the road from the racetrack. It's only like three minutes up the road. Right. Um, right. So there's some really nice hotels that are, that are right there. And, and you're talking, you know, 89 to 110 a night. So it's, uh, there's some, there's some good deals for, for rooms and especially if you book early. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's what they're doing. They're trying to, uh, look at it now to, you know, find out some information. They're Definitely. really excited about going. And I, I wish I could pass on some personal information. I can't. I've never been to the Snowball Derby. Uh, watched it tons of times, uh, but I've never personally been there. A lot of people that I know have, though, and you're in for a dynamite weekend at Pensacola for the uh, annual Snowball Derby, Snowflake 100. Um, just, just amazing. That's a long ways away, man. It is. It is. But uh, <laughs> we will definitely get you some information. And if you have any questions or comments about Race Time Radio, you got somebody we should have on as a guest, uh, don't be scared to send me a message. You can contact me anytime. Uh, my email address is joe at racetimeradio.com. Joe at racetimeradio.com. Feel free. Follow us along on Facebook and uh, definitely don't forget to hit subscribe on that YouTube channel. We surely appreciate it. But that draws to a conclusion another edition of Race Time Radio. Got to thank Susie right here in the RTR studio. Got to thank Scotty back in Toronto. Also got to thank Tim at the Rev TV studio and Steele over at the Performance Motorsport Network. Uh, couldn't do it without all of your help. Uh, we really appreciate it. But that is going to do it for Junior and I tonight here in the RTR studio. Have a good, safe week, everybody. And we'll catch you back here again next week. Same time, same spot. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 